Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this next song. I have a song that Jesus gave me It was sent from heaven above There never was a sweeter melody Tis a melody of love In my heart there is a melody There is a melody with heaven's harmony In my heart there is a melody I love the Christ that died on Calvary For He washed my sins away He put within my heart a melody And I know it's here to stay In my heart there is a melody afternoon everyone welcome to another edition of the looking up show and you are here with shell our wonderful producer who has mixed up those songs that was that was a new selection <laughs> caught me on the hop and the wonderful Sharissa that's ever growing in joy and happiness in many other ways welcome Sharissa thank you so much good to be here again yes it's good to have you on this um yeah pleasant day a bit overcast here uh, a bit in overcast, Newcastle. But it's pleasant. It's pleasant. Yes. We're in spring, so it's, it's, it's always wonderful. And um, so those who are listening on one of our 100, no, not quite, 96 radio stations right now, 96 networks around Australia, if you're tuning in from wherever that may be, near or far, we want to give you a big warm welcome. You may be a first-time listener. We love first-time listeners, don't we, Sharissa? Yeah, absolutely. We love all listeners. Absolutely. Anyone who will listen. <laughs> Anyone. We've got five listeners. And so 
anyone beyond that five is great. So um, it's fantastic. Anyway, we just we're just so glad that you have joined us, and we hope and pray that you'll be blessed today on the Looking Up Show as we once again explore incredible scriptures that point us to the soon return of Jesus. Sharissa, things are things are really moving into high gear more and more every week. Absolutely, and it's just such a wonderful time to be spending looking up to Jesus mm. at this time in human history. Amen. And in case you may be wondering, the Looking Up Show, what do we call it, the Looking Up Show, Sharissa? Because Jesus said when you see these things take place, all the events that we see happening in Mm -hmm, our world, he mm -hmm. said, look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. Amen, amen. And do you know what, Sharissa, it's phenomenal because every week we share, you know, world events, current world events in light of Bible prophecy. Every week we're sharing new material. And it's like it's like we haven't been on the show for the last three months, but we're doing it every week. There's just so much stuff happening every single week. And we're just we're just looking at a few, just a selection. It's not like I'm spending hours and hours online. Most of the time I get things sent to me or I just see it on the mainline news and they are all telling us that Jesus is coming soon, so it's really, really incredible. Absolutely. Really incredible. So, folks, you have an opportunity to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, any questions, any comments, prayer requests, Bible study, um, interests, give us, a, give us um, a, a, a message. Send us a text on 04-888-17624. That's 04-888-17624. We're going to go to some music in just a little bit. Um, and after that, we're going to tap into our first section of current world events in light of Bible prophecy. You don't want to miss what we're going to share with you in the next little bit after this beautiful song from the Marksman Quartet, The Veil. Listen up and we'll be with you at the end of this beautiful song. Veil stood in the span between a holy God and man. Just one high priest, a mediator. Once a year on a special day, blood for sin he had to pay. Cause man wasn't getting any better. One day God looked down Just outside of town On Calvary's rugged hill His son was dying And as the earth began to quake The temple mount began to shake A priest ran from the temple And he was crying The gone the veil is gone since he died and rose again and he took away our sin the veil is gone the veil is gone we have access to the throne the veil is gone Down upon our knees 
sending up our pleas. Jesus Christ is now our mediator, and we can come here every day, and all we have to do is pray. The priest that we have now is even greater. One day not far away, we'll no longer have to pray in heaven face to face in all his splendor. We look upon the one who died, his hands, his feet, his riven side, and throughout the endless ages we'll remember that the faith. Gone, the veil is gone since he died and rose again, and he took away our sin. The veil is gone, the veil is gone. We have access to the throne, the veil. Have access to the throne, the veil is gone. And we can say a hearty amen to that, can't we, Sharissa? Amen. We have <laughs> access to the throne of God because the veil has been parted. Yes. And it was because of that event 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary, mm. where Jesus won the victory. He won the victory when he cried out, it is finished. He was victorious. That was a cry of victory. Amen. And the Bible says the temple veil that divided the holy from the most holy place, this um, four-inch thick veil was torn from top to bottom. And we're talking, we're talking about 60 feet, if I remember correctly, 60 feet high. From top to bottom, so this was a mysterious hand that tore the veil, and so the people could look directly into the most holy place. Um, and so that signified that we now have direct access to Christ. We don't need to bring a sacrifice any longer. Christ is our sacrifice. Amen. And the book of Hebrews in particular um, really highlights that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We can come boldly to the throne of grace to yes. find grace and mercy to help in a time of need. So, Sharissa, this week. It's been a big one. It's been another big week, yes. So let's start off, let's start off by talking about that which has made news headlines, that which has been the centre of attention since September 8. You know what happened on September 8? The Queen passed away. Yes, the Queen passed away on that day, yes. <laughs> and we have a king. <laughs> and we have a king indeed. Yeah. The third. Did you watch king the funeral? Charles III. Well, I was in a meeting um for the first part, and then I tuned in somewhere around 9 o'clock, I think, or uh-huh. 9.30, somewhere there, I can't remember, and I watched um, probably the last uh, half an hour or so in the church um, before the you know, before the Queen was taken out and then put on that carriage that was, you know, no, no, no horses or anything. It was, you know, the, the, what, those guards, I yep. guess, whatever they were called. Um, you, you'll probably fill us in. Um, Apparently, that's a, a feature of a state funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so it was quite, it was quite amazing. But what really impressed me 
was um, a couple of things. Firstly, the the reverence, the respect, the decorum. Mm. I mean, I didn't see anyone wearing board shorts or singlets or thongs <laughs> as we do in in our worship settings on a Saturday morning and some that may be listening on a, on a Sunday morning, depending on when you happen to go to church. Uh, you know, just just the deep respect, the awe, you no, know, I the reverence of that, that really caught my attention. It was um, a very, very amazing funeral. And yeah. the music was the trumpets. I, I play the trumpets. So I have a, an appreciation for those mm. who can play. <laughs> These trumpeters at the funeral are just amazing. They were really good? Oh, yeah. They, was, yeah. they were just they didn't miss a note. Wow! Unlike me. Unlike you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. No. That. I mean, there, there was obviously a, a lot of pomp and ceremony, yes. as there would be with with, with, yeah. with with such a, a royal funeral, and especially you know the the queen and her seven decades of reign, um, which is, I guess, the second longest in in all of history mm-hmm. when it comes to all monarchies. Yep. You know, throughout throughout Western Europe in particular. Um, so, yeah, that 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 really that really spoke to me. Um, it was wonderful that that respect was shown and yes. so forth. Not nothing wrong with that. But I, I did ask myself the question, you know, why don't we show the same respect, even greater respect, uh, to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, when we come to worship Him? Often in church, I don't know what it's like in your church, but often in church before the church service starts, it's like a market. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like you're in the mall. Mm-hmm. There's noise. There's carrying on. There's there's laughing. There's screaming. There's <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff going on, and and then we've got to kind of say, Psh, you know, everyone, we want to start the service now. Can we all just keep it quiet? You know what I mean? And then even during the service, sometimes yeah, it's, yeah, it really does it's make a bedlam you think. of noise. It does make you think, yeah. particularly when that's the respect that you give to a a person who's. Deceased. Yeah, and and I mean she's she, she's the queen, but she's yes. immortal. Yeah, and she's, then she's a sinner. You know, talking she's about she the needs... living God. Yeah, That's quite a contrast there. I've been thinking too about about it and thinking just, you know, it's uh, it was it's quite a sight. Obviously, a royal funeral. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. Dominated the headlines, but that's one thing that there will never be when it comes to the King of Kings. Mm. Like, there's never going to be a royal funeral for God. <laughs> he right. lives, and He's the eternal God. And he'll Amen. live forever and ever. Amen. He, yeah, I was just reading it this morning in Revelation chapter one. Mm. Um, you know, where He says to John, "You know, uh, I am the first and the last. You know, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the eternal Omega. God. Yeah, I have the keys of Hades or the grave and of death. You know, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid." I have opened the grave, and you know I have gained victory over the grave. So we don't mm-hmm. need to we don't need to fear the grave. And you know that's such a beautiful passage. And I just we should comment that at the funeral, the royal funeral, the queen selected a number of scripture passages, which are mm-hmm. just beautiful to have read as well. Mm. Um, her faith, obviously, yeah, reflective yeah. of and, her faith um, in Christ. Yeah, who and, has the keys? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, and. Um, and what what was also interesting, um, someone shared with me just this week, and I wasn't quite sure where they were going with it, but the the comment was, um, Danny, did 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 you hear that the Queen has met the King? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What do you mean the Queen has met the King? <laughs> and um, and I thought about it, and um, this person was on the phone, so I couldn't see their couldn't see their facial features to try and work out where they were coming from. And then it hit me, okay. I remember at the funeral, you know, the 
the the religious leaders that were you know conducting the service one or two or I don't know how many I've certainly heard it from one yeah. of them you know reading out a, a prayer that you know the queen and her soul had now gone to heaven uh-huh. and was you know there in the heavenly courts above you know at her rightful place there in the heavenly courts above that her soul was transported mm-hmm. to heaven at her death which is what most Christians today believe, most world religions believe in life after death, mm-hmm. that the soul is eternal, it's immortal, mm-hmm. and lives on forever and ever. Yes, the body decomposes and goes into the ground. However, the soul, you know, is immortal. Um, they call it the spirit of the person often, and that goes to heaven. And I thought, well, it's, uh, it's a nice thought, but it's not biblical. It's yeah. not biblical. So the queen... In case anyone is not sure where she is right now, <laughs> according to Scripture, the queen, her, her body um, is back in the ground from where it came from, according to Genesis uh, chapter 1 and 2. And the Bible says the breath of God that God gives to each and every person, whether they're the queen or not, that goes back to God who gave it. Amen. So she's sleeping she's and resting, resting um, until the... Heavenly trumpet sounds. You talked about the trumpet, the heavenly trumpet. That's going to be another matter. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be two resurrections. There's going to be the resurrection of the righteous and sadly the resurrection of the lost. And we want to be in the resurrection of the righteous. And only yeah. the Lord knows, the Bible says, those who are his. You know, right. we, cannot, we cannot make a judgment as to who's going to be in the kingdom and who's not. That's God's prerogative because God alone knows the human heart. Amen. And he knows the motives and and he knows those decisions that are made when that knock is made on the door of the heart. We'll leave the judgment to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And praise the Lord, Jesus Christ is the judge. Amen. The Bible says. And our advocate. And our advocate. He's the judge. So, And if we give our hearts and lives to him, we are safe and secure. The best news ever is the judgment when Absolutely. your life is in the hands of Christ. Absolutely. Indeed. Now, um, the Queen had a lot of statements that she made regarding her Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to sort of share one. This was from uh, one of her Christmas messages that she that she gave. She'd give one each year, as you remember, Sharissa. Yes. And this was from 2014. And it's really interesting uh, what she has to say here. This is what she shares. And I'll read Um, this statement that she made in 2014. She says, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. Mm. She goes on, A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. Very, mm-hmm. very powerful. So that just shows, you know, where she was at with her Christian faith. Um, you know, she realized that her faith, her life was mm-hmm. anchored, mm-hmm. you know, anchored in, in the Prince of Peace, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And um, so for her, that was something that, you know, she was not backward in sharing. Yes. Um, in today's day and age, many leaders who claim to be Christian, you know, they are a little bit hesitant to share on their faith because they're not quite sure of, you know, the ramifications um, for their for their political careers. Mm-hmm. But I guess 
uh, when you're the Queen, um, it's not like there are people lining up that are going to vote you out. You know, <laughs> you kind of, it's like the Pope. That's you're right. there for life. That's right. It's not like our politicians that, um, you know, are voted in and out at the ballot box. Yeah. Ah, oh, look... I, I really appreciate that she was such a woman of faith and very much interested to see how the king will function in mm. his role. There's been a lot yeah. of talk. We talked about this last week, we did. how he's going to be a defender of faith mm. or faiths, mm. <laughs> plural, instead of the mm. faith like she, she did. But look, interesting times. Yeah, certainly. So I don't know if you want to share anything more on that. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking a lot about faiths because there's some very interesting um, developments that have been taking place in that space. Oh, yes. Let's, yeah, so. let's keep going. <coughs> Sorry, that's the Malenkov. Um, <laughs> we can't have a program without We can't it. have a program without <laughs> the Malenkov. <laughs> um, this was interesting. I've got, I've got a whole bunch here. So, you know, let's start off with this one. Um, just recently, uh, Pope Francis and a number of other world religious leaders um, were part of the Seventh Congress um, of of world religions uh, and you know these are these are world and traditional religions hmm. they, they all came together and um and they were there pope francis was there also and uh the aim was to urge all the world religions to come together to find solutions to these titanic issues that we are facing today um you know for peace and for safety and so it's really, really interesting. Um, I took a look at um, you know some of the some of the key points um, that came through, and that was just very, very recent. So I think it was um, either last month or this month. I can't exactly see the date yep. um, of when this took place. It was the seventh seventh edition. So it's interesting here of of, of some of the of some of the key the key items. The first one was peace, mm-hmm. and this is what they say: peace is urgently needed. Because in our day, every military conflict or hotspot or tension and, confront- and confrontation will necessarily have a, a, a terrible domino effect and seriously compromise the system of international relations. Um, another thing they highlighted was women, you know, the importance of, of bestowing uh, the necessary respect and dignity to women around the world. Now, here in the Western world, women are treated um, equally to men. But that's not the case in, in much of the world. And the last one that, you know, the Pope in particular highlighted was youth. And so that was really interesting, you know, giving the youth an opportunity for a voice. Um, I want to read to you a little bit, and we're, <clears throat> we're, almost out of, we're almost out of time in this segment. But this is from the declaration that was made. Okay, so at the end of the, at the, end of the Congress, this was the declaration of the Seventh Congress of the Leaders of World and Traditional Religions. And they go on and they state a number of things. I won't take the time to, to read all of them, but I'll just read a couple of them. One in particular that has a lot to do with Bible prophecy. Uh, it begins, uh, they, they start off with, um, we the participants, you know, spiritual leaders of world and traditional religions, politicians, heads of international organizations. So it was politicians and heads of international organizations. So it wasn't just religious leaders. Um, guided by our shared desire for a just peaceful, secure, and prosperous world, affirming the importance of shared values in the spiritual and social development of humankind, recognizing the necessity, notice these, 
recognizing the necessity of countering and overcoming intolerance and hate speech, xenophobia, discrimination, and conflicts based on ethnic, religious, and cultural differences. You know, and it goes on and speaks about you know respecting and so on and so forth. But uh, I found it really interesting that in this statement, they're really zeroing in on individuals or organizations that are you know sharing so-called hate speech. And how do you define that? Exactly. So what will happen one of these days is the things that we are sharing from the Bible, the things that the reformers believed in hundreds of years ago, will be considered hate speech. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is really, really interesting. And um, so, yeah, I'd encourage people to go online and just check out this document. Um, It's really interesting, the Declaration. um, And you can just clearly see, you know, Bible prophecy, you know, beginning to, to come to pass more and more. We got even more evidence coming up. Oh, absolutely. So, folk, um, we've got the news. We've got this beautiful song. Um, in just a moment and then we're going to come back with some more news headlines in light of Bible prophecy but listen to Marvel Not at What I Say Marvel Not at What I Say By and by will come the day When the souls asleep in Christ will hear show bits worth repeating you're both wrong oh the sun is white okay i don't think it is i think they're wrong yeah you're wrong brayden i think brayden's wrong you know i'm gonna subscribe to imperialism and japan i think the sun's red (laughs) (laughs) it's yellow i can prove it's yellow how i took a photo of and it's yellow I took a photo of the sun, and there's a sunspot on it. You can see the storm on the surface. Pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, what kind of camera did you have? Just a normal DSLR with a 100mm macro lens through a solar telescope. So a solar telescope is a telescope you look at the sun with. Wow. Astronomy that you do in the middle of the day. 
in the middle of the town square in Bath in England, mm-hmm. and there was a whole heap of them with solar telescopes, and I was sort of sitting there watching them for a while, like, what are these guys doing? Who does astronomy in the middle of the day? So I walked over and had a bit of a conversation, and they were like super geeky into it, and it was really interesting. Mm. And I got to look through all these different solar telescopes, and they're telling me all about it, and they're like, look at this, and look at that, and you can see this. It was just amazing. Yeah. And like, can I take a photo through one of those telescopes? And they're like, I don't know, we've never tried it before. So I cracked on the macro lens, shone it down the telescope, clicked away. Saw the sun. It was yellow. So there you go. It's yellow. Mm -hmm. It's not white. Mm -hmm. I can prove it. Chris Shell is walking in the studio to prove you wrong. Oh, I didn't finish reading this one. Okay. You're both wrong. The sun is white. But in all seriousness, it has to produce white light. Only reason it looks yellow is because the Earth's atmosphere. I've been proven wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't think that's this... so funny. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, the atmosphere is. Wait, yellow. how many photos did you take of the sun? Through what telescope? Through what atmosphere? Wow. Nah, Brady's just wrong. It's just wrong. Maybe they have lots of bushfires in Japan, and the sun is always red. They don't, though. (laughs) (laughs) This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking unto Jesus. Amen and amen, we need to be looking unto Jesus. Charissa, that is our only hope. The blessed hope is the only hope we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, welcome along, folk, in case you've joined us in the last little bit on one of our 96 stations that are airing, or 96 networks. Is that right, Shell? It's a network. We're calling them network stations, network. Anyway, (laughs) you're listening from somewhere in Australia. (laughs) Um, Either you're listening on your phone or you may be listening on your radio as you're driving or at home, wherever you're listening, uh, on your computer. Mm-hmm. There's many different ways you can listen. And by the way, um, we probably need to let people know how they can get the how they can get the app. Do you want to tell us about Absolutely. how? Absolutely. The- well, they can go to the app store and download the Faith FM app, and we mm-hmm. recommend it because sometimes the tower coverage isn't the greatest. But mm-hmm. if you have the app and you have data. You can listen without interruption. But also people should go to the website and mm-hmm. um, yeah, acquaint themselves with all the programs there as well. It's easy to hear them and yes. you can hear previous episodes as podcasts. And, and on the app, on the app, all the previous uh, episodes of the They're Looking there. Up show are there as well as many other shows. Just in case anyone feels like just listening to us for a long time. Yes, well, <laughs> for the last two years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so do that. that. That's a really helpful thing. In fact, I was just listening today a little bit and oh, just yeah? kept Catching up on one and just seeing um, some of the things that we had shared. 
and yeah, it's come out, it comes out really well. So, um, and yeah, it's on the app there, so it's really as long good. as we enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, folk, um, yeah, go to the app. We've also got a phone number if people want to. We do, we do. Comment, question. What is it? We would love to hear from you. Please text us on zero four triple eight seventeen sixty two four zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And that's the looking up number. It's our very own dedicated program number. Unbelievable. So put that in. <laughs> your phone folk and um and just uh just a reminder we have a giveaway sharissa we do we do so today's giveaway is a book by herbert douglas it's entitled why jesus waits how the message of the sanctuary explains the delay in the second coming wow that's got to be a good bible study Mm -hmm. so we have four of these available today and Mm -hmm. the code word will be coming out so people need to keep the number Mm -hmm. close and uh, be ready to text in the code word so you can receive today's amazing mm, book. Amazing, amazing. Now, we're going to deal with some more current events in just a little bit. But before that, what are we going to be looking at in our Bible study whenever we're through with our current we events? We are trekking through Matthew 24. And I say trekking because we've really taken mm-hmm. our time. We've really mm-hmm. been digging. But we're up to verses 36 to 44 mm-hmm. in our study of the passage. And we might even just back up and read verse 32, talking about the parable of the fig tree as we mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, talking about what did Jesus mean when it says he's coming like a thief? Mm, that's going to be a fascinating study. So, folk, you want to be in tune with this study because this is going to be a ripper, a <laughs> ripper. So, um, so that's going to be coming up after a few more, a few more um, headlines that are telling us that Jesus' coming is drawing ever nearer. So, Sharissa. Yes. What else did you have to share before I oh, well, before I line up all mine and, and go for it? Some of our listeners might remember uh, we had a special guest on the radio station. Hey, Kyle. We had we had Kyle here, and and he's currently in Mexico with Adventist World Radio, mm-hmm, and they're doing mm-hmm. some meetings there. But yeah, he's just lived through an earthquake that was there in Mexico, and actually, wow. it's been a big one. And according to the news headlines, it was a 7.6 magnitude earthquake that shook Mexico, and uh, at least two people have died. So, when the earthquakes are closer to the surface, you know you're going to feel it. Mm. And actually, when you think about it, there's been a few earthquakes recently in the headlines. There was a 6.9 earthquake also on Sunday in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And it it left one person dead, but 146 injured, and you can see wow. video of trains mm-hmm. falling off their trails. Well, and praise the Lord that whatever. He's preserved so many people. Amen. You know, these are big quakes, but the yeah. death toll is is low, so that yeah. that's a good point. Praise the Lord for that. Um, and lastly, this is just a very little one, but even in Melbourne, Melbourne, my hometown, in your hometown, there was an earthquake Sunday morning, possibly related to all the other quakes that were happening. It was a 2.4 magnitude tremor. It was recorded 5:40 a.m. in on Sunday near Frankston. So yeah, about you know, people felt it. So Mm. interesting. The world is shaking. And Jesus says that one of the signs of his return will be that there would be earthquakes. And I think these are things that God allows to shake us up, to wake us Mm. up to the urgency and emergency of the time Mm. in which we live. It's interesting when you think of earthquakes, um, earthquakes have often been associated with people turning to God. Like you think, you you think about the cross, there was an earthquake and the centurion, he cried out, you know, 
surely this was the son of God, the yeah. jailer yeah, the book in the of book Acts. of Acts, yeah. you know, another earthquake and he gives his heart to the Lord, him and his whole family. And so you've got, you know, the earthquake that, that ushers in the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the seventh plague, you know, True. the earthquake. And so earthquakes are, are, are synonymous with um, the coming of Jesus, with people giving their hearts and lives to Christ. And like you said, a shake-up and a wake-up call, 1755, the Lisbon earthquake. That was significant on many, many levels mm-hmm. um, in that it really did point people to Bible prophecy. It, it really stirred up people there, especially in Europe. Well, it was felt, you know, mm-hmm. um, on in Europe, in North America, um, in Africa as well, many parts. And so, yeah, it's interesting how, how God allows these earthquakes to, to to take place to really, you know, wake us and shake up. And I think yeah, uh, I've never I've never felt one, have you? Yes, I have. I lived in New Zealand for six years. Oh yeah. And um yeah, there I felt many in New Zealand, you know, especially there we were on the western side of the North Island, down the bottom there near Wellington, a place called Palmerston North. I remember the first time uh, an earthquake struck. Um it was sort of middle of the day, my wife was at home, I was at home and everything started to shake Mm. and I'd never experienced one before. She'd never experienced one before. And she came running out of the kitchen to me and um, put her arms around me and she was just holding on for dear life. And I'm like, wow, this earthquake was fantastic. Can't wait for the next one. No, just kidding. Uh, But no, seriously. But then we would have, we'd feel earthquakes even at night. You know, while we're sleeping, just little tremors and you wake up and yeah, it's a little earthquake and you go back to sleep. It just, it happened a lot. Yeah, well, I've never lived through one, but I can imagine when the ground beneath your feet shakes, when, mm. you know, that's what gives you stability, uh, it would really make you look up. So, Absolutely. Yeah, pray Absolutely. that this is the time that people do. Indeed. And um, talking about that, um, you know, on, on, on that on that point, uh, when it comes to natural disasters, there's been so many. So it's not they just have. earthquakes. There, right. there was a massive typhoon, the 14th um, of the season, to, to hit Japan. Wow. Uh, Nine million people were told to evacuate wow. a super typhoon, Nan Madol, if that's the right pronunciation, you know, hit with um, wind gusts of up to 250 kilometres an hour. Ah. And, um, you know, lots of devastation. Even sadly, some people lost their, their lives. Um, yeah, lots of devastation. And um, yeah. so the, the prime minister, you know, he had to come on the airwaves and sort of assure the people, encourage them, you know, to, to be safe and take care of themselves. Apparently, too, there's been a ferocious hurricane, Fiona, battering the Turks and Caicos Islands with mm. strong winds, torrential rains. Yeah, the Nature is is uh, angry. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know what? And the scientists, uh, by and large, are putting it down to climate change. Of course, yeah. Um, that's that's sort of the uh, the root cause is what they're saying. And so you've got you've got cyclones, you know, typhoons, you've got earthquakes. I'm not sure if they can link the earthquakes to climate change, but some will probably try. Uh, but you've got I've the floods. Seen it before. I can't remember how they do it. <laughs> floods, droughts. Um, you know, you name it, you name it, um, it's taking place. And I shared with you earlier that uh, there are more and more individuals now jumping on this train suggesting that next year, 2023, could be a really tough year when it comes to food um, shortages, mm. you know, food supply. So, you know, President Biden recently said that, you know, prepare yourself for food shortages. That's what he told the American people. So this is not some crazy, you know, conspiracy, you know, blogger 
online that is saying things like this. This is what I the US that. president said. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, and the reason is, the reason is really simple. This year has been a devastating year when it comes to, when, when it comes to farm yields. Uh, in the United States, in Europe in particular, China, um, you've got Africa, you have, you have wheat yields, not to mention the, the war in Ukraine um, and the issues going on there. That's kind of like one of the breadbaskets of, of Europe and especially in you know, northern Africa that relies so much on the Ukrainian wheat and barley and so forth. You know, between 50 and 75%, um, many are going to be down on their yield through the droughts, the floods and the so forth and all the other natural disasters. So that's next year's food supply. Yep. You know, we're okay this year to a degree. Not 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 everyone. There are some that are really doing it tough, especially in North Africa, which we've highlighted. Mm-hmm. But next year potentially is going to be a really, really tough year because, you know, you can only grow the food um, during the season. Mm-hmm. And if things continue as they do, and now we're moving into the winter in the Northern Hemisphere and everything stops. So if autumn, which is where we are right now in the Northern Hemisphere, if this ends up being bad, we're going to be in serious trouble. And so they're talking about food shortages, you know, prices. You haven't seen anything on prices. They're, they're, going to be to, they're talking about price rises on steroids. Wow. That was one headline, price rises 2023 on steroids. And we all hmm. know what steroids are. Yep. <laughs> we don't want to use them, but we know what they are. So anyway, all these things, folk, are not to scare us, but to prepare us, as you say, Sharissa, often. You know, that Jesus is coming you. soon. Yeah. You know, the labor pains are going to intensify. If we think we're going to be living happily ever after on this sin sick planet, you know, we're not reading the scriptures. We're not heeding the words of Jesus. Things have to come to an end that's on right. this six, on this sin sick planet. God has a better plan, but that's only going to be on the new earth mm-hmm. that he's going to create. And I was just thinking some of our listeners as we're talking about these headlines might start, might start feeling a bit stressed. Mm. But um, this is an opportunity for us to turn to God, Amen. to put our faith in Him, to put our trust in Him and, and to come to know Him because yes. He's the only one who's the constant, the stable and who can carry us through. That's right. And, um, and yeah, I, I cannot reiterate this enough. These things are given to us to, to, to send us to our knees, to the Bible, into the hands of Jesus to trust in him more. Mm, amen. We, that's what we need to do. Um, this is a crazy story. You seriously can't make this stuff up. If I would have said this to you five years ago, you would have told me I'm a loony tune. I would have got, <laughs> I would have got, I would have got taken off the airwaves if, if I would have predicted this new story to take place in 2022. Okay, in Lebanon. Okay, we've heard of Lebanon. Yes. Okay. Do you know that Lebanon was one of the most prosperous countries of the Middle East. I did not know that. One of the most prosperous countries of the Middle East. Um, there's a lot of Lebanese people living in Melbourne, you know, beautiful Lebanese restaurants, you know, Lebanese food and Lebanese dips. And so, you know, I love frequenting, you know, the Lebanese restaurants. I love the food there, the falafels, you know, mm-hmm. and so forth. Anyway, big Lebanese community in Melbourne, so I'm quite familiar with, with the Lebanese folk. They're beautiful people. Anyway, they, they were struck with that horrible um, explosion. You remember that, that mm-hmm. explosion mm-hmm. a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, anyway, their their economy is in freefall. Their their inflation and just everything. Three quarters of the people are not eating as much as they need to, and it's got to the point you can't make this stuff up, Sharissa. You cannot make this stuff up. What I'm about to share with you. Check this out. This was a headline. People are robbing banks in Lebanon. 
Okay, let me continue. People are robbing banks in Lebanon. You may be thinking, big deal. People people rob banks all the time, everywhere around the world. No, people are robbing banks in Lebanon to take their own money out. (laughs) I know, I know. You're like, did you say? (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Okay. These people in Lebanon are going into the bank because the bank is only giving you so much money at a time. Okay, and it's at their discretion. They, they closed the bank down. They closed some of the banks down for three days very recently because the banks don't have money. Yeah. And so people are going into banks. They've got someone who's potentially sick yeah. in the family, and and they need to pay the hospital a significant amount of money. The bank's not willing to give them that money. Say, for example, it's five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or whatever. So they're going into the bank, their own bank, with a gun, and they're saying, "Give me my money, my money." When's the last time you walked into a bank with a gun asking for your money? I have never done this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try this at home, kids. Um, Anyway, this is where we've got to. I illustrate this because this is where we've come to. You know, this is Lebanon, once a prosperous nation. And um, it says here Lebanon is suffering from a worsening economic crisis since 2019. So this has been going on for, for three years, plunging three quarters of its population below poverty. Three quarters in Lebanon. Mm. This is this was such a prosperous nation. So look, these things are just telling us that um, Jesus is coming soon. Amen. He really, really is. Well, folk, we've got some music, and then after that, we're going to come with some more headlines before we move into our Bible study. We've got the Downing family. Jesus is coming soon, indeed. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with. No more, no more weeping and wailing. No more, no more weeping and wailing. No more, no more weeping and wailing. Going to live with God. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear. Now is that stay? Humbling your heart to God saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Well, many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound, will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet ends in the sky. Oh, 
Don't you love that country music, Sharissa? I love oh, it. I love the song. I know. Jesus beautiful. is coming soon. What a song. Clarification. That was bluegrass. Bluegrass. <laughs> bluegrass. Well, there you go. There you go. Not green grass, but bluegrass. Bluegrass. <laughs> Have you heard of bluegrass before? Only here. Only here on the Faith <laughs> FM Looking Up Show. This is where we feature bluegrass. Next week there'll be red grass. And the green grass. And the green grass will come one day. Anyway, yeah, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Beautiful lyrics. Jesus yes. is coming soon. Amen. Morning or night or noon. Mm-hmm. Indeed, he is coming. All right. we Before we get into our Bible study, just a few more that we're going to deal with. Um, there's so much more, but we're going to do a few more, and then we're going to leave the rest till... Next week, and there'll be other stuff next week. Sounds All right. good. Charissa, what did you want to share? Well, my dad actually put me onto this one, and uh-huh. he sent me an email, and it said the title of it was New Currency Coming to Australia in the Next 12 Months. Mm-hmm. And um, Is this because the we got a new head of state? No, I don't think so. Oh, I think okay. it's a little bit different. I think something you might have something to share. But it begins, and I'll just read some of it, and then I'll let you ex- elaborate. The email says, Imagine a world in which every dollar you spend can be tracked by the authorities 24-7, where what you can and can't buy is controlled by a bureaucrat trying to engineer socially beneficial outcomes, and where savings can be deleted with a single keystroke if you do the wrong thing. Mm. It might sound like something out of the pages of 1984, but thanks to a new programmable currency the Chinese Communist Party has been rolling out for the last year. It's now possible and you may not be surprised to hear that Chinese authorities want even tighter control over what people can do with their money. What's shocking about this is that the same kind of programmable currency is about to arrive in Australia and there's Mm -hmm. going to be a pilot over the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 indeed. Yes, indeed. I came across that and I googled it and checked it out and yes, it's it's all legit. It's legit. Um, the Reserve Bank of Australia says this year-long trial will explore innovative uses um, of this particular currency. It's called it's called the CBDC, which mm-hmm. stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. And so, like you said, um, this will enable them, the government, to monitor everything you buy, mm. and if you're not buying that which is in harmony with a sustainable world for the common good of all our common home, yes. then you're going to be penalised. In the China, they've had for a number of years now the social credit system where based on how you live your life, based on what your political aspirations are or your political opinions are, you either have a higher 
social credit score or a lower social credit score. And, um, and you can get to the point where you can't even jump on a fast train. You can't book into certain hotels if your score gets so low. Because of what you may be buying, you're not buying nappies. Instead, you're buying alcohol. Your credit score goes down. Mm. You know, you're, you're sharing your Christian values. Mm-hmm. Your credit score go down. You know, right. you're sharing your positive communist values. Your credit score goes up. And so, so, all based on even what you do on social media. Yeah. So, basically, buying and selling is controlled potentially like at no other time. So, China is rolling this out, Australia, the US, Europe. There's a whole bunch of people. Um, we talked about the New World Order. Remember that we New have, World, yes. <laughs> excuse that, that World Government um, Congress, mm-hmm. uh, where they specifically talked about the New World Order. And they said, really, for the New World Order to function as it needs to, currency needs to go digital. Currency needs to go digital. Otherwise, you cannot control, you know, what people do. And um, and we're going to continue to end up in the same mess. There's money laundering. There's a whole bunch of things. But when everything is online, when everything is centralized through a digital currency, everything is monitored. And at the end of the month, you will receive your score, Sharissa. You and Justin and little bubs have <laughs> been doing fantastic. Your score remains at 95 out of 100. Next month, sorry, Sharissa, you didn't do so well. You went on a big plane ride. That used up a lot of carbon. And so your score has gone down by 10. Oh, wow. You can totally see how we are heading to what the Bible Revelation 13. describes in Revelation, Revelation 13. You know, Time when buying and selling would be controlled. You know, Revelation 13, um, you know, even, even like 50, 60 years ago, um, we used to say these kind of things, not not you and I, because we weren't really around. Um, but you know, our parents, grandparents, and and others, you know, um, were saying that these days were coming, and people used to think we were like Fruit Loops, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that there's a day coming when you won't be able to buy and sell, where the government will regulate what you buy and sell? How can they do that? I mean, we're dealing with cash. I mean, people once upon a time got their money, their wages, their weekly, their fortnightly, their monthly, their whatever wages in a pay packet. That's right. Literal money in a pay packet. I there's a good feeling I remember about that. that. I remember that. Do you ever do you ever remember a time I, when you got I was your paid money in hand? Yes. Are you that time. old? I only worked. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I worked at a cafe, and I did it uh, once a week on Sundays. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. But I got to walk away with my money. Oh, you got to walk away with your yeah, money. Yeah, and it just is a nice feeling. Like in factories and stuff, you know, people used to get paid in cash in an envelope. Yeah. You know, given to them by the by the pay officer. So anyway, this stuff is real. These are things that are taking place that we never thought, you know, were possible and we can clearly see that now through this digital age and the internet. Um now what else? Um I wanted to talk a little bit about um what's been happening at the UN. The United Nations General Assembly 77th um session is in um well, it's in session right now as is we that speak. So? Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, Antonio Guterres ah, yes. is the UN General um, Secretary. And uh, this is what he had to say in his opening address. Check out these words for words of encouragement. He should be on the Looking Up show with, <laughs> with words like this. He said, the world is in great peril and paralyzed. Yeah, That's what he said. Can you believe it? Welcome to the Congress. <laughs> Imagine, what a positive start. What a positive start. He says, um, he went on and he says, um, trust is crumbling, inequalities are exploding, our planet is burning, people are hurting with the most vulnerable suffering the most. Mm. 
And then he went on and he said that, you know, our only hope is to work together as one, as a coalition of the world, as united nations. Mm -hmm. Um, So more and more focus and attention is being placed on we need to come together as one. Mm. You know, it's either one world or none. Wow. One world or none. So either we put our differences aside, we all come together, we all seek for peace, uh, we all seek for, you know, human fraternity, which Pope Francis, you know, that was his encyclical on fraternity, the other one on climate. It's interesting, those two other big, big big ticket items at the moment Mm -hmm. that are being discussed by world leaders. How can we have fraternity, which is friendships, um, within families, within societies, and how can we have a sustainable environment for us and for our children and grandchildren and, and many generations? Mm. And so that's really, really interesting. And we know that I, I wish it wasn't the case, Sharissa. I really wish the book of Revelation didn't say it as it does. But sadly, um, this this um, seeking for peace ultimately will bring about persecution. Mm-hmm. For those who choose to remain faithful and loyal to God and his commandments, in particular the day of worship that he has set aside because that's where everything is heading in that direction. Amazing. The Bible even alludes to that, doesn't it? When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. That's right. Yeah, just like labor pains. That's in 2 Thessalonians, if I remember, chapter 3, verse 4, I think, somewhere there. Anyway, it's in 2 Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, very, very powerful. Now, this was really, really interesting. Um, I'll leave leave what uh, President Macron had to say um, regarding the end of abundance and tough times ahead. We'll leave that. I won't mention that. Did I just mention it? I think I did. (laughs) Um, But I do want to go to um, this this very interesting headline and – they're they're finding out that celibacy, young people are discovering the blessings of celibacy. Now, you might on need TikTok, to, you on might need TikTok, to say that one more your time. favorite social media <laughs> app, and I know Shell's favorite social media <laughs> app, TikTok. Um, this is phenomenal. This Can you is say where, that again? Okay. Just in case we thought we heard it wrong. Okay, okay. This is on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> so, folk, um, if you're not sure what TikTok is, you'll need to Google it. Um, the young people, by and large, um, live their lives on TikTok, especially those 25 and under. They, are, you know, they, they consume TikTok like there's no tomorrow, many of them. Anyway, on TikTok, more and more young people, guys and girls, are saying that they have chosen to go celibate. So that means casual sexual relationships have come to an end. For some, they've put a pause. For some, they've come to an end. Some have been celibate for like three months, six months, even 12 months, and even one 18 months. And it's interesting what these young people are saying. They're saying, uh, I won't read the whole article and so forth, but I'll just sort of give give you a summary what they're saying. What they're saying is, they have discovered value in themselves. They have discovered that they're more than just a piece of flesh. They've Mm. now discovered um, that there are other things in life worth pursuing. And they've also said they've got more clarity. Mm. Their other aims and goals and ambitions, apart from relationships, there's so much more energy, so much more clarity, so much more purpose and meaning. And they're saying this is the way to go. Wow. And this is trending. This is trending. This is growing in popularity. God's way is best. Exactly. So they're discovering what God said in his word. This was so exciting. Wow. Because God said. Now, who put that article out? Until this was really, really fascinating. Who put that article out? That's, that's, That's a really good question. I need to. 
I need to find it because I didn't I didn't bring it up here. Let me see. Uh, where is it? Um, why some people? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'll bring it up right now. Um, this was Triple J. Wow. Triple J. <laughs> Can you believe it? Triple J. Put this headline up there. Shell's having a heart attack. And, um, yeah, the headline was, um, why some young people are giving up sex and embracing celibacy. Wow. Um, this is phenomenal. This, this, this is phenomenal. And um, there, there's like a favorite tagline, a hashtag line that goes like this. When obviously the the guy or the girl, generally speaking, most of the time it's the guy. You know, he's he's asking for for you know more than more than the young girl wants to give, and she's like, um, or he's offering some compliment or whatever, and she's like, "That's so sweet," but no. <laughs> Five words. That's so sweet, but no. Hashtag, <laughs> and so um, it's really really that interesting. Um, so um. Yeah, just incredible, incredible. And um, what they're saying, um, j- just one comment, just one comment. This yep. is from a 25-year-old young lady, and she says, um, it's been a really eye-opening experience and taught me that I'm worth more than what my body can give. Mm. Far out. This is phenomenal. That's so encouraging to hear. Yeah, that's because... If you read through the whole article, they've been burnt. Yeah. Uh, they have been destroyed. And you, they've been used and taken advantage of. Yeah. And they're like, there has to be a better way, surely. They, they're not even, they didn't mention the Bible once in this well, article. Yeah. This is just through finding, surely there's got to be a better way to me getting smashed and slammed and degraded each and every time mm-hmm. I go through one of these, you know, yeah. um, casual casual relationship experiences that leave me empty and and that leave me hurt and in more pain. And when you when you read something like this you realize that when God gave us his law he wasn't trying to keep us from good things. No. He's trying to give us the very best. Mm. He's wanting to protect us from things that'll hurt us and harm Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Wow, I just that's a brilliant article. Thank you for sharing it that. It is a brilliant article. So folk, yeah, we praise the Lord for that and um you know and I believe I believe as time goes on uh, people are going to see more and more the value of what God said. Amen. You know, His template, His law of love. They're going to see it not as not as ten restrictions. They're going to see it as ten blessings. The Ten Commandments. You know how we can live our lives to the best. You mm-hmm. know how we can experience the abundant life, as Jesus said in John ten ten, rather than suffering at the hands of the enemy who wants to only steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. So there you go. Well, folks, that is it for current events. (laughs) The rest of the time we're going to be in the Bible study. We've gone well over time on these current events. But this is really important, I feel, Sharissa, because this helps us realize that God and his word can be trusted. It's faithful and we can take it to the bank. Well, folks, listen up. Can you hear Melissa Otto? Sit back and enjoy. And we'll be back. The long battle is now behind. No more need. To be brave For though we walked through darkest night Now we walk into endless day Can you hear the voice of Him Singing as we come Oh 
Folk, we're here about to plunge into our Bible study that I'm sure many of you have been looking forward to because we've uh, just spent a lot of time again <laughs> because there's so much going on, isn't there? There is. It's never a shortage. That's, that's connected to Bible prophecy. You that's know? right. And um, so anyway, we've got our giveaway, Sharissa. Yeah, we, we probably should we hold back on the, the code word yeah. till we reach the word in Scripture. But yes. uh, today's giveaway is an incredible book by Herbert E. Douglas. It's entitled Why Jesus Waits and the subtitle How the Sanctuary Message Explains the Delay of the Second Coming. So mm. if you're interested in this you will want to be in the running for this. There are four copies available for the first four people mm-hmm. to text us the code word when we give it to you. So if you want to keep the number handy. That'll be in the next segment. Next segment. The number to have by your side is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Okay, Sharissa, I've done enough talking. Over to you, my friend. Okay, let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we just ask for your blessing as we study the Bible. We pray that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us and bless not only us here in studio, but all of our listeners as, a, as we dig into your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, we may as well get straight into it. So let's go to Matthew chapter 24. And I think today we'll pick up from verse 32. And maybe we'll just read verses 32 to 35 um, for, for the first little part. You go for it, you want me to read it? Now, this parable from the fig tree, when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things, know that it is near 
at the doors. Mm. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. This parable of the fig tree is a really important one because there is... We can't set a date for mm. the return of Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Jesus actually goes on and says that in verse 36. He says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Mm-hmm. But he gives us the parable of the fig tree, because when we see the events that are happening, as we've been talking about these labor pains, it's like the changing of the seasons. You know, when summer is coming, when winter is coming, when autumn is here, based on the seasons and how they affect trees and 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 plants and in this case the fig tree and Mm. so jesus says when you see it put forth its leaves you know that summer is near and in this case when you see all these things Mm. my coming is near and he says even at the doors can i just insert this please the doomsday clock you know our friends (laughs) at the doomsday clock yes do you know what their headline was for this year 2022 no at Doom's doorstep. Wow. And you can't make this stuff up, Sharissa. I'm you glad just you can't inserted this important this thing. At Doom's doorstep, literally using the same language of Jesus That's here amazing. in Matthew 24. Yeah, fascinating. That's amazing. But yeah, you're right. When we see all these things take place, we, we know that we know that his coming is near even at the doors. And so we're seeing this convergence of events, and we talked about it for the last 40 minutes or so. Um, We've spent a lot of time today on looking at current events in light of Bible prophecy, and we've kind of zipped through Mm -hmm. them, and there's so much more. But, yeah, all these things tell us that, yeah, Jesus is coming soon. And in light of that, that soonness, and in light of the uh, seasons and how you see them affecting, you know, the fig tree in the parable and how we see the signs coalescing and converging Mm. now, Jesus says that we should watch. Mm. Watch and pray and be ready for him um, to come. This is not a time to be mucking around. It's a time to really be looking up mm. and investing in eternity by mm-hmm. spending time with Jesus, getting mm. to know Him, talking to Him, reading His Word, and uh, learning as much sharing as we with can. others. Sharing with others. I mean, how easy is it to share with people right now? It's never been easier. I mean, people are on social media. Uh, even if they're not on social media, most okay. people have got email accounts. They've got phones. Yeah. You can text them a link to the Faith FM Looking Up show to yeah. encourage them. Um, you know, to you anything. can drive with your windows down and your volume up. Yeah, oh, I like what <laughs> Kyle told us. Remember that story yes. of that lady? I can't Mama remember where it was. Wherever it was, I can't remember which country, but she was listening to the radio. You know, the volume up. Volume up and the pub next door. If we're listening, and they yeah. they converted the pub literally into a into a Bible study chapel. Amazing. So yeah, um, yeah. Now powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. And I love verse thirty five. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Yeah. You know we can t- these words. This is the sure word of prophecy, mm-hmm. because there's not much we can put our faith and trust in. Mm-hmm. You know the people in Lebanon. You know, they can't put their faith and trust in the banks. Yes. Um, you know, to hold their funds secure for when they will need them, yes. especially in an emergency. You've got to go and rob the bank to get your money out. Mm-hmm. Um, but here Jesus says, you can trust my word. It never, ever will fail you. Praise God. Jesus cannot fail us. He cannot. And so that is why he is the only one that we can put our faith and trust in in these final closing moments of human history, and I praise the Lord for that. 
Amen. Well, shall we keep reading? Sure, sure, go for it. Uh, would you actually read for us <coughs> verse 36 to 44? Okay, 36 to 44 of Matthew 24. But mm-hmm. of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other will be left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, from a cursory reading, this sounds like a rapture. It does. It sounds like, is it a secret rapture? Well, that's what we've got to ask. But it's certainly a rapture. I mean, there's, there's, and the word rapture, as we've looked at in the past, it's just, I mean, that's the coming of of Jesus. It's parousia, you know, the word to be taken up, to be caught up. That's what the word means. Yes. Well, it's very interesting, you know, back in verse 36, you know, as the days of Noah were, Mm -hmm. that's what it says, so also will the days, uh, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So there's obviously something about the story of the flood that Jesus wants us to reflect on. And and, uh, maybe as we study and reflect on that story, we can apply what we learned there to our own current Mm. situation. Yes. Indeed, and we did this whole series on the story of Noah. Remember that? We did. Yeah, we went through a six-part, seven-part series. I can't remember how many parts. We really unpacked that bit by bit so people can go back into our previous um, sessions. I can't remember when that was. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we did that. So maybe let's let's reflect again in Mm, in case someone missed that. Um, So what's one of the first things we could think of when we think about the story of Noah? Well, there are many things. One is the right, right at the right at the top end is God's love mm-hmm. for the world, mm-hmm. and He sends a message um, through His messenger Noah True. to give the warning, to give the appeal, to provide a way of salvation. The ark was a place of salvation. Amen. And God gave that warning for quite some time he did. through Noah. One hundred and twenty years. One hundred and twenty years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 120 years, which is a long time. I mean, back then people lived for almost a 1,000 years. Yeah. Um, but still, 120 years is a long time. And, um, yeah, Noah pleaded with the people. Um, he invited them. That's all they, all they had to do was, was walk into the ark. That's all they had to do. They didn't yeah. have to pay. There was, no, there was no tickets or anything like that. Um, they just had to walk into the ark mm. and trust in the word of God through his servant Noah. Very interesting. And the Bible, if I can read a passage from Genesis, Mm -hmm. in Genesis 6-3, the Bible says that God said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. And the word here, you know, strive, is one that may not jump off the page and and mean a lot to us today, but it means to plead a cause or to contend or or to judge. And so the Holy Spirit was really appealing to people to to make a decision for following God, to listen to the message, to heed it and respond. Um, And it's it's very interesting because, you know, back then Noah was called a preacher of righteousness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's a man who walked with God, the Bible says in the book of Genesis. And so uh, we can see here that 
God is calling us to really listen to him and to walk with him, mm. to heed his heed the appeals of the Holy Spirit to our hearts. Mm. And it's interesting that this, um, you know, you mentioned uh, that word strive means to judge. And this really was a message of judgment. You know, God was judging the world and he provided a sanctuary for provided a place of escape. We are now living in the hour of his judgment. Mm. According to Revelation 14, 7, it says the hour of his judgment has come. Mm. So the message of the three angels that we continually, you know, refer to, um, Revelation 14, 6 to 12, is the message for this hour. And so God today has knowers around mm. the world. You're a knower. I'm a knower. Shell's a knower. We're all knowers. Yep. Um, that God has called to uplift Christ and his righteousness, as Noah did, which you rightly pointed out, and point people to Christ that indeed a day of judgment is coming and each one is invited to make that choice. You're either going to be saved or you're going to be lost. And so God wants us all to be saved. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, He's not willing that any should perish, Mm -hmm. but that all should come to repentance. And 2 Peter 3, 9 is in the context of, of the story of Noah, if you read the previous verses. Amazing. And it's amazing too, because in Revelation 14, in God's final appeal to the world, mm-hmm. he says in Revelation 14, verse 7, fear God. The angel says, the first angel, there are three, but the first one of them that flies in the midst of heaven says, fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. So it's another message at the end of time about the judgment beginning and being present tense right now. Amen. Amen. Amazing. Well, let's think a little bit too about the message that Noah preached. Um, You were talking about hate speech before. (laughs) Mm. Um, I think Noah's message might have been considered a little bit offensive maybe to the people of the time. Very offensive. And uh, in in a number of ways. Well, one way would have been this is the only way of salvation. Um, because you know we don't we don't exactly know all the ins and outs and what was going on there, but we do know that the people had had by and large turned their backs on God. Um, they were no longer acknowledging God as the Creator. They were no longer acknowledging God as a sustainer, um, as the life giver. They were no longer worshiping God. Um, you know, marriage and family was under attack. It says they were marrying wives. There was violence and so on and so forth. So basically, the Ten Commandments. We didn't have the Ten Commandments then. They came at Mount Sinai through Moses. Um, however, the Ten Commandments in principle, um, they they were non-existent. They were being smashed and trashed. Mm-hmm. And so we're living in a time right now very similar to this. And back then, back then you have, you know, you have Noah um, and he's trying to encourage the people to be saved. He wants them to be saved. Now, that was considered offensive because people are how can you tell me what to do? Yep. You know, um, I've got my ways. I've got my way of salvation. I've got that which floats my boat, excuse the pun. You know, <laughs> um, I'm going to live my life um, as I please and as I choose, you know, like Nike. You know, if it feels good, do it. You know, you're here for a long time and not a long time. Um, you know, I did it my way as Frank Sinatra. And that was that was the, the mindset back then. And Noah was saying, no, it's only, it's God's way or no way. There mm-hmm. is no other way. Mm-hmm. It's God's way, God's ark. God's salvation, or sadly, your destruction. And so the same today. Anyone who says Christ is the only way, he is only one name under heaven that all can be saved, and that is the name of Jesus Christ, that is offensive to many. 
I mean, you know, <laughs> we've only got a minute or so, but um, the the documentary that you you guys put me on to, What is a Woman? You know, yeah. I watched it this past week and, yeah, I was just flabbergasted, flabbergasted. I was very saddened by that individual, that trans individual who has those deep regrets and who's doing all he can to help others, you know. Mm-hmm. I was deeply saddened for his experience. But anyway, the you know, the, these high... Um, Highly um, educated, um, qualified educators in the universities, when they're asked the simple question, "What is a woman?" Um, and 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 they get and they get really uh, antsy and upset and offended because the way the question is posed, uh, it appears discriminatory and and kind of hate speech and and that you're that you're here deliberately looking to malign someone else. I mean, this was just incredible. Uh, yes. And so the truth, for many, the truth is offensive. It's repugnant and it's considered hate speech. The truth today is considered hate speech, as it was back then. And yet Jesus, when he introduces himself in Revelation, he says he is the truth. Mm. And he says, you know, he'll tell us the truth about ourselves mm. because He's, he loves us. It says, John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, truth and the life. That's considered hate speech today. And so that's where Noah was back in his day. Well, folk, we've got the news and then we've got some music and then we'll be back for our last section. So listen up. Gleams of that golden morning. The golden morning is fast approaching. Jesus soon will come to take his good and faithful children. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning that will burst the See the gleams of that golden 
I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. We have this hope that burns within our hearts. Hope in the coming of the Lord. We have this faith that Christ alone imparts. Faith in the promise of His Word. We believe the time is here when the nations far and near shall awake and shout and sing Hallelujah, Christ is King. We this hope that burns within our hearts, hope in the coming of the Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking unto Jesus. Well, we're looking unto Jesus on this show, Sharissa. Amen. Amen. That's the only place to look. That's it. The only place to look. And um, Sharissa, we're in our final run home, and it's time to reveal the code word. It is. The code word for today is? Thief. <laughs> Thief. And uh, that's very appropriate for where we're going in the Bible study next. But how do you spell that? T H. I E F. Very good. I think. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I would spell it too. So, thief is the code word. And if you text it in quickly to the number 04888 the first four people to do so will receive today's wonderful book, Why Jesus Waits by mm. Herbert E. Douglas. I, I would actually really like to read this book. Anything myself. from Herbert Douglas is good. Yeah. He's a brilliant author. Absolutely. So, you will be blessed. The number again, 488 17624 Okay, so there's only four, so get those fingers working. Yep, thief is the word. Okay. All right, well, we were talking in the break, and I realized that as we were reading the parable of the fig tree, there was one verse there that might be problematic to some of our listeners. Um, it was verse 34 where Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. How do we make sense of that when we read a passage that's, you know, thousands of years from that time? Okay, just a real quick summary. Matthew 24, Jesus speaks in connection, signs in connection with the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, as well as the signs in connection with his second coming. And so this generation, 
is a fascinating term because Jesus on previous occasions uh, directs uh, that language to the religious leaders Mm -hmm. and he calls them a wicked and perverse generation um, because they did not put their faith and trust in Jesus and his word. The signs that Jesus shared, um, they gave clear evidence of his messiahship. They did not take on board. They wanted more and more signs that he was not willing to do, like bringing fire down from heaven and so on and so forth. Um, So this generation is associated, um, according to the words of Jesus, to individuals who are not willing to take heed of the clear evidence that is presented before them. They're stiff-necked. They, they, they remain fixed in their own ideas. And so this generation, uh, in connection with, with uh, refusing to follow God and his clear word, which we have been seeking, and we can, we, we can see you know, the scriptures and how they fulfill what we are seeing all around us. Mm-hmm. So if we remain stiff-necked, we will be part of this generation. But secondly, you've got a generation in the Bible which is 40 years. You know, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for one generation for 40 years and none of that generation apart from apart from um uh what are the two um Joshua and Caleb That's right. entered you know above the age of 20 entered the uh, the land of Canaan and so you got 40 years you've got 40 years roughly from the time of Christ and his ascension to the to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD and it appears that you know it could very well be a parallel to the end of time where in a short space of a generation, 40 years, mm. we, will see, um, we will see the escalation of all these signs that Jesus spoke of, those labor pains escalating to the point where we will see the second coming of Jesus. And you think about the last 40 years, yeah. how much <laughs> life has changed since, say, 1982 to well, 2022, that's 40 years. They were commenting on how much life changed during the Queen's reign. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we didn't have the internet back in 1982 and how much life has changed, how much the world has changed. Even in the last two years. Even the last couple of years, let alone the last 40 years. So anyway, that's just a little on that. Very good points. Well, now that we've addressed that, we can go back to reflecting on how the time of Noah might, you know, apply today. We've talked about the message that Noah preached, Mm -hmm. which, you know, was a message which might be called hate speech by today's world, but it was the truth and it was the only safe path. Not only that, but it was a message that seemed to go against the scientific reason of the world and of his time, that the earth would be, you know, swallowed up in a flood, like they'd never seen anything like that before. And so his message maybe sounded ridiculous, but it was still the only safe and true message. Mm. Um, There was also a, a time of opportunity and then there was a time when the door to the ark closed. That's right. We could say that that would be like what? Well, that would be like when probation closes. And, so the opportunity um, to choose Jesus. That's right. That's right. Well, well, Jesus, um, Revelation, right mm-hmm. at the end in chapter 22, um, there, the, the, the voice from heaven will be heard saying, you know, he, he who is just, let him remain just. He who is righteous, let him remain righteous. He who is holy, let him remain holy still. You know, he who is filthy, let him remain filthy. You know, all decisions would have been made. And so, yeah, so the door of probation will close at the end of time. But at the same time, we've got to remember, we only have one moment at a time. Mm. My probation, your probation will close when we breathe our last. Mm-hmm. And do you know when that'll be? No, none of, us knows. none of us knows. And that's why Jesus says no one knows the day or the hour. That's another 
another way to look at that passage, no one knows the day or hour of my coming. Because when I breathe my last, regardless of when that is, Jesus has come. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. there is no more opportunity to make a decision after I breathe my last. And so we don't know when that will happen. You know, we could be caught up in a in an accident or whatever. It could happen suddenly. It could have yep. a heart attack. It could happen very suddenly. We live in a very uncertain world, yes. and life is uncertain. We all know that. So that is why Jesus invites us to watch continually and have our hearts and lives surrendered to him continually, to walk with Jesus. And back to Noah. You mentioned, you know, Noah walked with God. Mm-hmm. Enoch walked with God. You know, it's in the continuous tense, continually walking with with God, if we're continually walking with Jesus, if we're walking with Him step by step, day by day, 24-7, then no matter whether we live or die, whether we're alive to see Jesus come or our lives um, come to an end prior to His coming, it matters not Mm. because we're walking with Jesus and we are safe and secure in His arms of love and our eternity is assured. Absolutely. And you know what, In, in the same vein of thought, Once they were in the ark, Noah and his family, they were safe, and there was a period of seven days of trial afterwards. That's right. That's right. It didn't rain for seven days. It didn't rain for seven days. But the door was shut. But during that time, the wicked were on the outside, and uh, they would have been probably taunting them. (laughs) Having parties. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's another time when God was testing their faith, wasn't it? Mm, Indeed. So our faith will be tested. But... The final thing that I think we can see then is on the eighth day, the rain began to fall. And so too, at the end of time, we know that Jesus likens his coming to the days of Noah because, hey, there will be a time of testing. Your faith will be tested. Mm -hmm. Probation will close. There'll be a message to be preached that will not be popular in the world, but I will come. Jesus Mm. will come. And it's interesting because the, you know, we, we, as we understand Bible prophecy, we have like the early time of trouble, yeah. which will be when, you know, uh, that worldwide worship mandate um, will be will be spread throughout the entire world, yes. beginning in the United States and then spreading throughout the entire world, that, that worldwide worship mandate that will seek to bring the whole world together, you know, united as one to deal with the, you know, the challenges that the world will be facing um, at that time, which will only escalate from where we are right now. And um, those who choose not to go along will not be able to buy and sell. That will be, and there will even be a death decree during that period of time, that will be that early time of trouble, that very difficult period. But then once probation closes, the Bible speaks of Jacob's time of trouble or mm. the great time of trouble or the great tribulation that Jesus spoke of here in Matthew 24. And also Daniel talks about that. In Daniel chapter mm-hmm. 12, verse 1, he says, you know, and and there will be a time of trouble such as the world has never seen. But he says, at that time, Michael shall stand up. Who stands, watch over your way, shall stand up on behalf of his people and he shall deliver them. So God will deliver his people as he delivered Noah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> All right. No, I love it. I'll, I'll keep quiet now. So, so as we come to the finish here, you know, after talking about the time of Noah back in Matthew 24 and verses 36 to 41, he says, For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. By the way, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. No, there there. isn't. No. But Jesus is just saying, don't get so caught up with the present that you forget that life's great purpose is to prepare for his return. Um, And then 
Yes, yeah, so they were doing all of these things until the day Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. So this is not a secret rapture. No, it's not a secret rapture. Now, I think what we need to point out here, Sharissa, yes. and in Luke, it adds two will be in bed, you know, mm-hmm. as in you know, side by side. Uh, one will be taken, one will be left. So we're dealing with, we're dealing with um, the common everyday activities mm-hmm. of men, you know. Uh, what are the men doing? They are? Uh, in the field. In the field. That's what men did back then, 2,000 years ago. They were in the field. What did women generally do back then, 2,000 years ago? They were grinding at grinding the mill. Grinding at the mill. Okay, so the average woman, the average man, the household, and everybody is sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. So the everyday activities, every night activities, Jesus is saying there's going to be two groups of people. One group will be focused on my coming and preparing themselves and others, and they'll be ready to be taken up when I come in all my glory. There's nothing secretive about the coming of Jesus. The Bible's very clear on that, mm. you know. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, every eye will see him. Jesus in Matthew 24 talks about, you know, his coming being like lightning that mm-hmm. shines from one end of heaven to the other. You know, mm-hmm. there's a trumpet. There's a resurrection taking place. There's an earthquake that shakes the whole world. I mean, there's nothing quiet and secretive about that. That's huge. Such as the world has never seen. So, yeah, nothing secretive. This is talking about preparation and being ready, preparing others, but also that a day is coming when Jesus will say, this is it. Every decision has been made. Mm-hmm. And that makes total sense, what you've just said, um, in regards to what happens next in the passage, verse 42 to 44. Do you want to read that again? Sure. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Mm. So here we have the likeness of likening of his coming to a thief. Mm. Now, it does no thief announces when they're no. going to stop by your home and no. rob you of your valuables. So he's saying that he's coming at an hour people will not expect. Mm. Not a secret, but a surprise. I love it. Not a secret, but a surprise. That's the coming of Jesus. Yes. It will catch people by surprise. Just like in Noah's day. Was it a secret? That a flood was coming. No. No, no appreciate the, for 120 years. He built years. an ark. There were the animals coming into the ark. Absolutely. There was Methuselah Good who point. died the year of the flood. His name means when he dies, it shall come to pass. You know, there were signs galore. Mm-hmm. It was not a secret that a flood was coming, but they were caught by surprise because they did not put their faith and trust in the word of God through Noah. And so it will be just before Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, as we come to a close here, as in the times of Noah, there were only two groups, those who were in the ark and saved and those who were outside the ark and they sadly perished. And so too, at the end of time, there's only two groups, those who will be ready to meet Jesus when he comes in all his glory as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and those who will not be ready to meet him. And so our appeal to our Mm. listeners would be, do you know Jesus? Have you spent time getting to know him, studying his word, understanding what he wants for your life and his plans for you and his love for you. Because now's the time for us now's to really it's not embrace too that late opportunity. right now. That's right. Now's a great opportunity because the day will come, the Bible says in Isaiah, 
when they will run to and fro, mm-hmm. seeking a word from the Lord, but they will not find it. So, and so now is the time, my dear friends. I also want to encourage you um, to follow on from what Sharissa has shared. Now is the time to get to know Jesus. Now, now, now. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today mm-hmm. salvation has come to this house. And so today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. But today is the day. So I want to encourage you, folk, uh, with this beautiful song, The Ark Door is Open. It's open. Buddy Davis. Friends, come on in. It's not too late. The door is still open. Why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you. The ark door is open, won't you come through? The animal kinds were all counted for. Seven days now they've all been on board. Noah stands like a cross with his arms open wide. Warning the lost, they'll be safe inside. Friends, come on in. It's not too late. The door is still open. Why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you. The ark door is open. Won't you come And he pleaded, he did all he could He begged and he warned them, but it did no good They laughed and they mocked, they scoffed and they jeered They turned away with their hands on their ears Still he said, friends come on in It's not too late, the door is still open Why do you wait? God is patiently calling to you. The ark door is open, won't you come through? Many years later, now after the flood, when Jesus our Savior spoke to us in love, I am the door by me, if any man enter in, he shall be Friends, come on in, it's not too late, the door is still open, why do you wait? In John 10, 9, God's calling to you, the ark door is open, won't you come Wow, what a great song. I think you just found your new favourite. Oh, boy, I love it. <laughs> the door is still open. Why don't you come in? Beautiful. Oh, Buddy Davis. Wow, he is my buddy, well and truly. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this guy. He is just so awesome. I just love his voice and beautiful message in those words. Thank you, Shell. Thank you, Shell. He's Thank you, sound Shel. effects. <laughs> <laughs> Shell does a great job. And she does. That was just you know, when, when that song started, I'm like, wow, just the right song to yeah. end. We've been talking about that, haven't we? The door is still we open. We have, we have. Yeah, wow. What, do you, do you, what final thoughts do you want to share with our audience? This is it. We're wrapping up. This is it, yeah. Look, I think we should uh, remind them that the door is still open. The door is still open of the book. <laughs> the door is still open of the book. <laughs> There's one left. We have one book 
that has not been claimed. So, so one door is still open. Someone <laughs> can text us the word, the code word, thief, to the number zero four triple eight one seven six two four, and this book, Why Jesus Waits by Herbert E. Douglas, it's coming to you if you're the fourth one. And you'll need to do that in the next three minutes and 40-odd seconds. It'll be quick. So three minutes, 40 seconds to text in thief. And that book is yours. Yes. So, yeah, any any final thoughts from you, Sharissa? I, I just really appreciate that Jesus took the time to share these things mm. with us. Um, you know, he shared it with his disciples long ago, and by extension us, his words continue to remain true uh, for us today. And I'm so grateful for God's word because he could have left us in the dark. He didn't need to tell us, no. but he did because he wants us to have the best preparation. He doesn't want to catch us by surprise. That's it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. He wants us to know. He wants us to understand. And, um, and folk, I pray that you have been, <coughs> excuse me, that's the Malenkov again. Um, <laughs> I pray that you've been blessed and encouraged. And, you know, my final thought is the words of Jesus, um, you know, to the message of Laodicea and, and, Laodicea, the the name literally means a people who are judged. You know, people who are living in the time of the judgment. That's what the people of Noah's day were. That's the time that we are living in right now. And there in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus makes an appeal to us. This is his letter of love to us. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and and knock. What door is this? This is the door of salvation. The door, door of salvation, the door of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the door. And, and you could even say it's the door of your heart. The door of your heart, yeah. I stand at the door, yes, of your heart. Um, yeah, thank you. I understand now what you what you asked. I stand at the door of your heart and, uh, and I'm knocking. And it's true. Um, he cannot budge in. Jesus will not budge in. The As someone has said, and many have said, you know, the, the way to open the door is only from the inside out. He can only open from the inside out. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him or her and he with me. And so Jesus wants us to rule and reign with him. We've been talking about the queen earlier on, Mm. um, but we're going to rule and reign with Christ. That's That's what Revelation speaks of. Revelation speaks of we will reign with him as kings and priests forevermore. Praise God. I was, taught, I was actually doing a little Bible study with a young person. She's 12, I think. And uh, just yesterday we read, there's a verse in Revelation 20 where it says that those who are with Jesus will live and reign with him for a thousand mm. years during That's the millennium. That's what it says. Yeah. And when she heard that, she threw her head back and she said, God is amazing. <laughs> I just love him so much. It was so sweet wow, to see her exclamation. Sweet, sweet, but sweet, he really is amazing. And he's offering to each one of us mm. an amazing hope and future if we will just give our lives to him. Mm, that's all we need to do, give our hearts and lives to him. Well, folk, we've nearly come to the end. We've only got a few short seconds left. Just a reminder that um, the Secrets in the Sand um, series is going on. If you're around the Nelson Bay area tonight, 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock, there's two sessions, one on Babylon. Um, both are on Babylon. You will thoroughly enjoy it. That, that's at the Tomary Library and Community Center there um, in Nelson Bay. Otherwise, folk, um, yeah, we want to encourage you to keep looking up. Uh, just a reminder, we've got the South Australian Drive Time Show mm-hmm. following this. Um, you want to continue to tune in. And on a Thursday afternoon at 3.30, we've got Shell. 3.30 with Shell. So afternoons with Shell. Is that right, Shell? 
Um, it is, but not tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is a public holiday. Oh, yeah, so a back public next holiday. week with everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, folk, just remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. Keep looking up. Till next time. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for 